Hi, welcome. This is a, a leadership collaboration series uh, with my uh, colleague uh, Nancy Halpern all the way in New York. Uh, we call it Leadership Lessons uh, from Across the Pond. And uh, Nancy and I tackle uh, key leadership challenges on a weekly basis uh, via LinkedIn Live. Uh, these could be sort of current to the context we're in and some will be sort of evergreen challenges. And we wanted to share our two very different perspectives on solving these leadership challenges. Do enjoy. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm Nancy Halpern here with my co-host, Julian Roberts. Happy International Women's Day for today. So Julian and I are here to speak with each other and with you about yet another evergreen topic that's been made especially difficult during COVID, which is about motivation. How do you keep your teams motivated? How do you tell between a lack of motivation that you can do something about or people who are frankly just kind of lazy? Where do you put your efforts and what should those efforts be? So Julian, hello. And are you going to sprinkle us, uh, start off with some words of wisdom from your experience on this topic? <laughs> Good to see you again, Nancy. And Thank I you. must say, Happy International Mother uh, Mother's Day, Women's Day. Sorry, no, I just Mother's don't... Day, not quite yet. I know. Sorry, I just did my Mother's Day card. That's why it's in my mind. <laughs> Julian, tell 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 people how many women you're actually surrounded by, because they may have you know. No, that, the, they'll, they'll, they'll in understand. my life, I've, I in my life I've got five, as in four four daughters and a wife. So um, yes, and a mother. And a mother. <laughs> yes. So there's plenty of them around. So. Yes. So, yes. Happy um, International Women's Day to you. So that'd be great. Yes. So motivation. I, I think you know, we've got 15 minutes to talk about this. It's a massive, massive topic. And I think the first thing where I always start with this really is we we need to understand what motivation is and how we can motivate people. Um, and rather than just being glibly about it, because you know, there's two types of things, and the understanding is this uh, intrinsic motivation within in, internal motivation of people. Um, I might be saying the obvious here, but some people don't always know this. And then there's the extrinsic, so the outside external factors. And often organizations get caught up in the whole external piece, you know, paying people bonuses, you know, creating goals and everything else. And that's all fine and dandy. And it, and, it, and in some sense, it does motivate people. Uh, however, it, it gets caught up with measuring outputs, measuring uh, results. And I'm not saying we shouldn't measure results. It's important too. Uh, but it, it forgets. And it's interesting. We talked about some ways of rewarding people or evaluating people a few weeks ago slightly differently. It forgets about things like hard work. It forgets about, about collaborations. And, and it's great if you're performing really well. You, you're getting paid, you're getting all the praise. But if you're not doing so well, if you're an average employee, you're not yeah. probably feeling very motivated. And um, it can also, unfortunately, create this sort of lone wolf mindsets and mentality yeah. where people then decide off, well, it's all about me. I'm going to get the results. I'm going to get the big bonuses. And so I think we need to consider that that sort of more intrinsic approach as well or, or, or a combination of those. Um, otherwise, we'll get caught up with people just, just doing wrong behaviours to get the the right results. Um, I don't know. Before I go on, I get, what are your thoughts in terms of the intrinsic side and extrinsic side of, of motivation? Well, I, I think it's actually spot on, and that the 
issue with the intrinsic side is you actually have to take the time to get to know your people as mm. individuals because different people are motivated in different ways. I mean, you mentioned the obvious external ones. Some people love problems, problem solving. You know, throw them a sticky wicket and they are just happy as a clam, right? Um, other people are intrinsically motivated by the glue of relationships. And so mm. you want to put them with other people. But, you know, often leaders just see their people as a function and mm. they have a broad brush understanding of them, um, but they don't know really what gets them excited, what gets them charged, what gets them stimulated. And the more you can nuance how you interact with the person to be heard, really heard as a leader, the, the more motivated they're going to feel. You know, there's something else, though, I wanted to um, toss into this, which is one of my favorite stories of a leader failing to motivate a team was when he stepped in as a new leader, having replaced a popular one, and he was helping the organization make a fairly significant transition. And what he was saying is that the bus is leaving the station. You're either on it or you can get left behind. And he thought this was very inspirational, but that wasn't how his team took it. His team took it as a threat mm. and because he was a new CEO. And I have seen leaders before and companies wrap themselves in the blanket of slogans, thinking that this will really rally the troops. And I think we've reached a level in sort of, I don't know, awareness or consciousness or EQ, where many people see through that as being pretty hollow. So mm. I, I think it would be nice when we talk about motivation, if we could talk about it as something other than slogans and inspiring messages and really, you know, get more curious and dig a little deeper into it. What do you think? Well, it's interesting that on the bus type of um, slogan, it must have been around, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, because I think I was in two organizations that that was really? coined. Um, one of them was American organization and one was a UK organization. And it's an interesting slightly, and it, and it goes to that, People who are up there who are all about the sort of the glory will be highly motivated probably for that inspirational speech. But majority of people will just turn off, as you say. And I think it's going beyond that. And, you know, it's as I say, it's combining those extrinsic, intrinsic sort of motivation factors, isn't it? And I think that's the important thing is there's no sort of one, one things or get it all done. And, you know, instead of a slogan, I would I would endeavor and call people to to create compelling visions. You know that's more inspiring. That's that, that is grounded in in deep thought. That's grounded in wisdom. It's grounded in whether it's a historical thing and a future thing. People get inspired by a vision, and whether that's your own personal vision, but or a company vision that is portrayed. And that's that's just extrinsic. It's external, but it's still more inspirational than a slogan. Uh, yes, the the vision may come down to a statement. I'm not saying it won't be a statement of words but it can be articulated. And I think that starts to create a bigger picture and a place where people then, that where they can feel they could contribute. And, and it's making sure that that vision has got such a, a, a sort of a depth to it that people think, actually, do you know what? I feel I've got a place in this company because I can add to that vision. I can be part of that vision. I can do stuff. And I think that's really important. Well, um, 
you know, Julian, sorry, I was going to say, not surprisingly, since you're looking forward to the vision, I'm looking past to the history, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. Um, and, you know, I think one of the things that really can be compelling for motivation is an honest conversation about the past, not necessarily a negative one, but it can be, okay, we are in challenging times. Here are the last two instances when we were in challenging times. Here's what we accomplished and here's mm -hmm. how we did it. What do we learn from that? You know, because you're engaging, therefore, not just a moment to motivate. There's a continuum. Mm. Um, and I think then people feel part of something larger. And I think that can be very encouraging as well. No, and I agree. I think that's it's it's taking stock of where you've been and where you where you've gone from and what's what's happened and how people have played their parts. Um, and that sort of ties into that, I guess, that what you call it open and transparent and that sense of sort of opportunity to be psychologically safe allowing people to uh, share what they think as well and that's an important thing as well because if people feel they can share things and it feels safe to they're more willing to to step up and not only say something but get involved and think and make a, a go for things and really think actually i'm going to put my step out here and just go for it i might make a mistake but hey it doesn't matter because i feel safe here uh, and I guess that's almost looking back, isn't it? Because we all would have made mistakes or things didn't quite go right. But how can we learn from that in a way that takes us back to where we're on on that journey? Um, you talked about, sorry, you talked about this trying to create these, I guess, discussions or dialogues for understanding our, our, our people's motivations. What have you done in your own experience to sort of, I guess, canvas that or initiate those conversations? Well, I thought I was asking the tough questions today. Um, <laughs> That's right. Um, I've so, decided to go. I'm, I'm going rogue. You can't help yourself, can you? You lone wolf you. I did exactly. want to put in a good word for the lone wolves, by the way, before we end. Um, well, you know, I think this is why companies do engagement surveys, so they think. Um, but of course, <laughs> the issue with an engagement survey is you don't know what to do with the data. So, you know, in, in my experience, what I've counseled my clients is, can we peel back this onion? Let's take that data on engagement surveys and have smaller groups. Let's take a look at your incentive systems. What behaviors do you really want to incentivize? You know, for HR people, I would say, is this competency model doing anything for you? Because if it's just, you know, do they act in a collaborative ethical way? Yes, 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 yes. Right. What are you learning about your people and your organization? And the other thing I think I would say is sometimes you need to, I don't, I don't remember the right verb, I'm sorry, but basically sort of striate perhaps your talent. In other words, some people will always operate at a low speed and they get their job done. Are you really going to spend most of your time, you know, on a average player to try to motivate them because motivate as my friend Julian would say to what purpose right <laughs> but if you have people and some people by the way are so type a just get out of their way just leave them alone so mm. I think what you're really trying to do is look at the great in between and mm. say in that great in between are there a few people who if I we could ramp them up or they could ramp up or get juice somehow just mm. like 10 to 20 percent more the result would be 40% more if you like to think in mm. mathematical terms, right? And also that makes your job easier, frankly, and more effective because you don't have to motivate everybody. No one can motivate everybody. You have to motivate the people who 
frankly, add the most value back. Yeah, and it's interesting. I just I just show this. This is our. This sums up our conversation we just had a moment ago from Con. I think it, it, it's. <laughs> I love that. Looking so, back, yeah. well, you know, we can look in two directions. I mean, you know, I used to share with my clients when you're driving a car, there's a reason why the rearview mirror is so small, right? You're not spending your time looking behind you. But no. looking behind you is a reference point, right? Because you'll see something from behind. You'll say, all right, I need to reposition this way, right? And so I do think that's really important. Thank you, Ken. I'm really glad that you, Con, you're really glad that you, you shouted that out. Um, so how do know, we how do we take this motivation to I guess I'm looking at time now. Um, if we take the millennials, which uh, I think account for about thirty five percent of the current workforce um, and are valuable and important, um, what sort of I guess tips strategies do we need to think about or consider when we're trying to motivate them uh, as as a workforce? Or by the way, I'm going to remember next week that the host asks all the hard. <laughs> answer all the hard questions okay so you have been warned my friend for next week well i was having this really cool conversation with this uh future of work guy in hong kong last week and he was talking about so millennials begin with what is the purpose of this work what mm. meaning does it add to the world where we've often been taught well you do your hard work you put your nose down you climb the ladder and you find purpose in the opening up of the work over time but they start at a different point. Yeah. And even if you make ball bearings, let's say, and I know basically this much about ball bearings, but if you can say, well, you know, our ball bearings go into wheelchairs that help people who are um, not able to walk. Our ball, mm. our ball bearings do X, Y, Z. Um, and your company has a sort of social footprint and a social voice and you're able to find ways to give millennials voice into things that are happening in the company, that kind of impact is what they're looking for. And that's very different than other generations. What's been um, your observations and success, Julian? Yeah, I think also it goes back to this transparency piece. Um, they've lived in a, or they've grown up in a, an environment of, of um, social media, internets, uh, widely known what's been going on. And they really value this openness and transparency and really like the most the, the regular performance discussions. You know, we yeah. talked about it last week, like a few weeks ago, about making sure that you don't just do a, a one-off yearly performance review, but you make sure you, you're you having those on, ongoing. Millennials really like that constant feedback and awareness and almost the to give them a voice, really, to have some opportunity to share, but also... They really like to want to connect with their manager, and I think that's yeah. One they of the really things. want to connect with their manager, and and it goes back to that sense of purpose, making sure what are they doing? Are they is this? Am I making a contribution there? Can I make a contribution? And do I have my voice? So, so that regular feedback, and just just one other thing before we we close really is that they really like this sense of flexibility in perks and having more about. You know, instead of a load of cash or bonuses, you know, it might be more, can they do remote working, job sharing, the whole vast thing. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Um, I don't, because otherwise I wouldn't be doing my job. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I find, I, I think they like money. I, I think they have a lot of school loans to pay off. And I think they're actually <laughs> willing to work quite hard, the ones who are driven. I do think one thing they like 
is recognition. And I don't think that should be confused with just petting them. I think they really no, crave no. the, I really think they really crave direction and recognition, but especially recognition. Now, I know we're a little bit over time. So, Julian, I have to wrap it up. Thank you for grilling me like a steak in the, on the barbecue. Um, and, <laughs> um, I'm so glad to have been here with you. And I will see you next week, right? Absolutely. Good to see you too as well. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.